Black Out Loud Media Group. Welcome back to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast, the place where poetry meets conversation. I'm your host, Terrence P. Elmore. And before we get into today's topic, make sure you hit that plus sign so you don't miss an episode. Also, please subscribe to my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. And if you find any value in this episode or any other episodes, make sure you leave a heartfelt review. So with that being said, let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And today I have a very special guest, the director and founder of Medic Ministries, Gwendolyn Elmore. Hi, thank you for having me, Terrence. I'm Gwendolyn Elmore, as you stated. I am so excited about being on your show, and we are so proud of you and all your accomplishments. And we just want to say we're so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, I am a certified marriage educator and coach and also a certified mentor along with my uh, husband. Uh, Medic Ministries is um, a marriage education designed to infuse couples where we use biblical principles to educate uh, couples and even singles on uh, what it is to be married, how we should behave in a marriage. So singles, right? Yes. Uh, Most people, when they hear about anything dealing with marriage, they wait until they're actually married or close to getting married Mm -hmm. to have this conversation. So when it comes to singles, like what type of work do you do with singles? Well, first of all, what is the, do you have any type of requirements or anything for anyone working with you? Is there a process before anyone could, you know, use your services? Oh, yes. I have a questionnaire. If you contact me, I have a questionnaire that you have to fill out. And uh, when you fill out the questionnaire, then from the way the questions are answered will determine the plan that I will use for you or even will determine if I'm able to um, assist you at this time. What would you say to someone reaching out to you that's single and thinking about marriage? Does Do they have to be really... I guess, have a mate in mind or be in a relationship or kind of give me some information on that as far as what do you think someone needs to be as a single person if they want to reach out to you? Okay. Um, They don't have to necessarily have a mate, but what I would do is instruct them on how it is to, uh, first of all, enjoy your singleness first and then make sure that you're ready to be a husband or a wife. So I would give them uh, education and tips on how to prepare yourself for that because it doesn't automatically happen just because you got the ring. And even after the preacher says, uh, I pronounce you man and wife. (laughs) So you have to have some tools to use. So before um, it starts, we always have an umbrella for the storms and the rain when it comes. But when it comes to marriage, it seems like we just forget about preparing ourselves for it. We just try to play it along or maybe say, oh, well, I, you know, I got this under control. I can handle it. So, you know, no big deal. But we spend more time and money on other things and never invest in our marriage or never invest in becoming a wife or becoming a husband. It's like we spend thousands of dollars on a wedding for one day. And then 
not know how to live together happily after that that one day. You can say that again. <laughs> I've seen so many times and it's, it's so sad to see people put all these thousands of dollars into a wedding day and no preparation for actual marriage. Mm -hmm. And even some people have gotten into some serious debt for a wedding. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> it is really for your guests. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, all this expensive stuff, mm -hmm. food. And some people, if you have an open bar, they just come to eat your food and drink up your drink. Right. They could care less about you all actually getting married mm -hmm. and what it takes to sustain a marriage. I right. think everybody's, you know, well, not everybody, but I think some people just go into, like you said, just kind of coast into it, not thinking about, well, what happens when we actually get married? And then as far as preparation, being single, we don't prepare enough for a lot of things. Right. And you would think something as serious as marriage that most of us, if not all of us, would prepare. Right. Beforehand, you have to kind of get in that mindset, especially if you've been single for a while. Right. You have to, you know, realize a certain things you you know if you used to hanging out all night and coming in <laughs> when the sun come up okay. you know you have to realize that once you get married that get married that's not going to be cool mm -mm. and you have to start preparing yourself to come in the house a reasonable time right you know and that's just one example but certain things you have to prepare yourself for um i was listening to an interview one day with um kid from kid and play and he <laughs> He said that when he got married, it didn't work because it he had been single for so long and it was stuff he was doing that his wife was getting mad about and he right. couldn't understand it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what do you mean I got to be home a certain time? Right. It didn't dawn on him until after that he wasn't doing things right. Right, right. And so being single and, and trying to prepare yourself for marriage, I think is very important. You have to get into that mindset, just like anything. You have to be in the mindset to where you want to be and just going with the motions and thinking, okay, I'm going to be a husband or a wife. Once that day comes, you have to actually be there mentally before it comes. Yes. 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 And then also I think too, what happens is that um, we don't ask a lot of questions before you get right. married. Like um, how are we going to share the bills? How are we going to, um, handle situations when they come up, you know, people were are brought up differently. So he yes, might have an true. opinion and she might have an opinion, but the key to it is to come to an agreement because it's okay to disagree or to have different ways of doing things, but at least come to an agreement to say, you know, okay, this is how we're going to handle it. And most of the times, a lot of questions are not asked because we have a lot of blended families now. We have a lot of second marriages now. And then we have children that are involved. And I think sometimes uh, I've seen women expect something out of a new husband who they expect because he's my husband. He should t do this for my child or, you know, when you didn't even discuss that before you got married but you're just automatically thinking he should do these things or she should do these things when it wasn't ever discussed. So I, I think we set ourselves up for uh, almost to fail because we don't ask the hard questions. We don't say, you know, okay, this is how we're going to handle this or, you know, even as far as medically, okay, how are we going to handle if something happens to one of us and it, we have to make a decision for a surgery or whatever, um, 
how are we going to handle that? You know, stuff, even stuff like that is not even handled. And then when it does arise in a marriage, then they're struggling. Right, right. (laughs) Because one already has an opinion, the other has an opinion, and then now you're butting heads because it wasn't discussed. So I think it's important before marriage to discuss finances, your health, and how you would deal with children and other family members. Because lots of times uh, people are so attached to their families, especially to their mothers, um, that whatever mama says, that's it. But when once yeah. you get a wife or a husband, you can't depend on what mama says. You got to do what is right to do for your household at that time. And then also you can line it up with the word of God, what the word of God says concerning that. Because it's everything you need to know is inside the word of God. And if you read it and you apply it, it can work. That is so true. I like what you said about mothers, because that's one of the things I appreciated about you is even as a child and growing up, you always made it very clear that when I get married, that my wife comes first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You've never been that sort of person and you've always been fair in that regard. Like you've always seen the situation for what it, what it was, mm-hmm. even in dating and not saying just because you know, you're my son mm-hmm. and this is that way or whatever. You've always been very fair. And I really appreciate that about you, especially when it comes to that. Cause I've, I've seen some cases where some mothers have, <laughs> they all in their that they're the, yeah, you would think they're the wife, like that movie, um, <laughs> was it jumping the broom? Yes. Yes. And Loretta Devine, how she was carrying on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's some people who do that for real. They and do. It is, it is wild. <laughs> they um, do. I've even heard some cases where, uh, married people and the guy is still giving his check to his mother like he's always been doing before he got married and I'm just like you but you you you're married now yeah and for a mother like, to even be okay with that that's sad right it's sad that's she my should, thought too yeah, yeah. she shouldn't <laughs> be okay with that at all yeah we, like you say leave and cleave yes leave and cleave <laughs> and cleave and and many don't even know or understand what that means and that's right. and that's the problem. That's why I think education before getting married is so important. And then maybe you might decide, hey, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I can do this. Right. You know, and, and then that saves you a lot of money uh, down the road. And then sometimes when you have these big weddings, the first argument is about paying for the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> money. <Right. laughs> and weddings are ex- expensive. Very. Right? Very looking at different shows and stuff and they show the calculations and even looking at different venues now, just happening to see how much the venues cost. Like these things are very, very costly for people not to take serious what it's all about. Right. Right. I'm like if you're spending all this money for a wedding, wouldn't you want when shouldn't it be looked at as an investment right. to what you're getting into right. since you just want to spend all this money, not just to have you know, a, a day to party and have everybody come and have pictures and that sort of thing. Right. I mean, I don't know. That's <laughs> like you said, preparedness. Yeah. Preparedness. preparedness. And a lot of people, like I said before, they, they take pride in material things 
and keeping yeah. them maintained and keeping right. the maintenance on their new car and making sure that all is changed and making sure that it's washed every week and looking good every week. But when it comes to marriage, they don't want to invest. They don't want to invest. And it's so important because it's the rest of your life. So why wouldn't you want to make an investment in something that you want to work for the rest of your life? And I'm glad you said that it's for the rest of your life because I think that's what it is. These days, it just seems so easy to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. So everybody, to me, it seems like people look at marriage like a relationship. Well, if it doesn't work, I'll just get a divorce. Not thinking about the money, the time, and effort you have to put into doing all that when you could have just put that money, time, and effort into making the marriage work. Right. Right. And there are some circumstances, of course, we're not, you know, glossing over. There are some circumstances where things happen, where people, you know, divorce is the only option. Mm -hmm. You know, we understand that, but some people have that mindset before they even go in. Right. It doesn't work. Right. Divorce. Well, why not try to see, you know, what ways, and of course you won't know every way that it won't work, but try to explore and figure out going into this marriage, what can we do to make it sustainable? What do I need to do personally to make it sustainable? Right. Like those are things that people just don't seem to look at because divorce is an option. Right. Right. It is. And one of the main reasons why divorce happens is because of selfishness. Mm. Everything is all about me, 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 what I'm not getting, what, and what you're not doing when the thing is that what are you doing to make it better? See, we always, uh, uh, I find a lot of couples always are putting the fault on the other spouse when they're not looking at themselves. And then the thing is, whatever is satisfactory to you and not to the marriage as a whole, that's an act of selfishness because you're satisfied, but what about that spouse? You know, lots of times uh, the selfishness is number one and people walking in unforgiveness is the second thing. That's why marriages fail. It's not because it's because I want to have my way uh, or you hurt me. And and listen, I can't forgive you for that. And I'm going to keep holding that against you. And then they use it as a bargaining tool or to make a person feel very bad because they hurt them at one time and now you're throwing it up in my face all the time. So you're still walking around here in unforgiveness because you can't get over what was done to you. That's that's so true. A lot of people have that mentality just in general, mm-hmm. holding grudges against people. Um, and I talked about that a little bit in my last podcast episode, like when people clash and, and bump heads, mm-hmm. like we have to have the hard conversations with ourselves. Like what was my part in all of this? Right. And, you know, what did I do or what can I do to repair it? Because it's easy to say, it's them and just write it off. Right, right. But it's very hard to really take a look at it and be like, well, I actually was the cause of this happening. Mm-hmm. And that takes that takes a lot to admit that to yourself yeah. and to the other person. Right. And it takes and a very mature person. Right. <laughs> right. I want to go back to one thing you said earlier when you were saying about, you know, having conversations and asking questions. And an example you used was you know, somebody having a child from a previous marriage or relationship and expecting the new husband to do X, Y, and Z with the child. Mm -hmm. I found that even with with dating, that sort of thing 
happens. Um, had a lot of conversations about this stuff. And the big thing was, you know, he should know how to do this because he's a man. Or he should know I like this because I'm a woman. You know, that sort of thing. But I'm like, but did y'all have that conversation? Right. Because what he experienced in his previous relationship, it might not be the same requirements that you have in this one. Right. He doesn't know that unless you tell him. And one of the things I hate seeing is this thing going around like, well, if, you know, a man wants is serious about you, you wouldn't have to show him how to do this. You might have to show him how to do that. Or, you know, it's along that line of I'm not going to teach a man how to whatever. But truth be told, I feel personally that the best relationships and the, the relationships that last are the one where the learning and teaching doesn't stop because we're always growing. Yes. We're always changing. We're always evolving. Mm-hmm. And so you may not like the same stuff you liked five exactly. years ago. <laughs> and if you're not talking about it and the person doesn't understand that, like you, communication is very yes. important. I still need to finish that book I was writing about communication. Yes, you do. But it's, <laughs> yes, you do. it's very important because I, I feel like a lot of arguments that have happened and disagreements is because there wasn't any communication. Like there was misunderstanding. Right. I said something, you took it the way that it, it actually wasn't right. meant. But because we didn't talk about it, now it's this whole big thing. Right. Because we don't all see the same same things as, you know, everyone right. else. And so we have to talk and communicate so we can get an understanding. Because after a while, when you know somebody and there's certain things about their personality, you know if they mean offense by it or not. Right. But that comes through Conversation. having conversations mm-hmm. and talking. That's true. Whereas if you just meet somebody and they say something in a certain tone, you may take offense to it, but they didn't mean it in an offensive way. Right. That is, yeah, that is very important to have conversations. I mean, even after you get married, have conversations. I might have liked mayonnaise on both sides of my sandwich before we got married. Might only like it on one side Right. I mean, that's a crazy example. No, but, but it I'm makes saying, sense. You, you, you know? <laughs> it makes sense. You know what? It does. It does. And that's what I was going to say about, um, I was going to say about communication being one of the most important things in relationships, period. Because the thing is, um, you know, I can remember growing up and, and not, you know, having communication or having being told not to do something, but not given a reason why it shouldn't uh, yeah. be done. But And so that kind of like, you know, you're like, okay, I can't do it, but why can I do it, not do it? Is there, there has to be a reason. And the thing is, communication is when we both walk away with understanding. It's not right. when you just say what you got to say to get off your chest and then we're done. No, it means that I sit down and I, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I need to make sure that I'm hearing it the way you're giving it, okay? Right, exactly. <laughs> and yes. that's a big, big, big problem because even as simple as uh, people saying words differently because they grew up differently, so they might, you might not even know what they're talking about, but the word is not the word you used growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have some examples <laughs> of that. So, yeah. it's like, it's like, so it's like, I, I'm not trying, you know, you're not trying to be disrespectful. Or you're not trying to act like you're not hearing yeah. them. But I don't know what you're talking about because that's not the way we said it. 
Yeah, that's like that's like me growing up. It was some things, and I was like, I don't know what y'all talking about. And I'm just y'all use different yeah, words, and I'm yeah, just looking like know, like what? Each generation there are different some selective di- different words that are being used, and you're like, what? What is that? And it, and it's the same way with um, you know, the generations now and your generation. Y'all use words like you know. I had to ask y'all, all right, what do you mean by that? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't yes. understand, you gotta ask. <laughs> if you don't, you got yeah, you gotta ask because what you think some things mean now uh-huh. they they're completely, completely different. different. <laughs> completely different, and then you're like, oh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> right. So 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 communication is very important, and making the agreement not to ever go to sleep with anger. And not uh, understanding yeah. what was said. Now, I'm not saying that you can settle some things right away, can be done right away, but make an effort to say, you know what, we got to talk about this before we go to bed because I'm not going to bed with this feeling like this. You know, I feel a little awkward. I'm not feeling really good about it. Um, what happened? So we need to discuss it. Okay. Don't use that as an opportunity to hold a grudge. Because the Bible clearly tells us not to let the sun go down on our wrath. And I think a lot of people take that lightly. And so when that's mm-hmm. not happening, now you're not only affecting, it's not only affecting your relationship, but it's also affecting your health. Because now you're holding yeah. that thing inside, thinking you're hurting somebody, but you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That is very true. And and then you go to bed all upset, you wake up upset, and then you go to work and you take it out on the people, your coworkers Mm -hmm. and stuff, and they're looking at you like, okay. And then then what they don't realize too, now when you go to the doctor and you have all of these symptoms with, you know, raised high blood pressure and all this stuff like this, it's because of what you're holding inside. Everything is not just a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's something that you are holding inside that's causing your blood pressure to go high, that's causing, you know, these different things to be happening in your body. And if you get rid of that stuff and get those things resolved, you may not even have to take the high blood pressure medication. Because then now with the high blood pressure medication, sometimes the side effects are worse than the high blood pressure. Yeah, you know, causing yeah. anxiety, Ugh. causing all these things, yes. and then now you know you act in ways that you don't really need to act, coupled with the unforgiveness, and so n- now you're making it even harder for people to try to fight through what you're dealing with because now you you know you you're still holding that thing and you gotta let it go. People gotta learn to let yeah. to let it go. Yeah, you're just adding on mm-hmm. to it. I, I this makes me think about when I took a defensive driving mm-hmm. class. The instructor, he was, you know, asking us questions and he was like, so, you know, when you're sleepy, you know, what do you do when you're driving, when you're sleepy, what do you do? And some people say, you know, they find something on the radio to listen to. Somebody said, find some candy, eat something or whatever. And then he said something that I never really thought about. He said, okay, so now you're sleepy and now you're distracted. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's good. So now it's even more dangerous for you to be driving. Wow. What you might need to do is pull over. Right. And get off the road and get some rest. That's true. That's true. And that's just like, you know, relationships, marriage, uh, anything. If you, you may need to pause mm-hmm. and figure stuff out. Don't keep adding stuff right, to it. Right, right, right. Especially with that going to bed angry. Right. You can't even get a proper night's rest. So now you, when you wake up, you not only you still have that anger going on, but you're 
You're exhausted because you didn't really mm-hmm. sleep. <laughs> right. That's more stress. Exactly. And now a situation that could have been very small has become really, really big because it's just, it's like snowball effect. Right. That's that. That's true. That's true. And I think one I know one of the most important things is prayer and spending time with God. The Creator knows everything about us before we even want. Um, created in our mother's wombs. And so he even right. knows the, the, you know, everything that we would do beforehand, but who else can we go to that can give us the plan, a plan that we can overcome these things? Cause he, he's, he has it written in his word. Joshua one and eight is always my favorite scripture and it applies to everything. The, this book of the law shall not depart out of our mouth, but we shall meditate on day and night and observe to do all that is written therein. And then we will have good success, okay? Without doing those things, and that's a universal scripture. You can use it in marriage, family relationships, and business. Find out what the word says concerning marriage, concerning uh, even singleness, how you should behave, how you should act, and work on that part so you can even have a successful single life. Yeah, that's very Mm -hmm. true. And I think sometimes it seems like singles get forgotten with this conversation of mm-hmm. marriage because there's some people who are wanting to get married there but they feel like they they're going to be single all their right. lives and so they don't like we talked about earlier they don't prepare right. for marriage because they think well hey i'm not gonna get married and then somebody does come along and they're not not prepared <laughs> right not prepared. and, and i think and, and i want to say this that i thought about something earlier when we were talking about dating dating to me, causes people to practice divorce. Because when a relationship doesn't work out, what do they do? They move on to the next relationship. That's a good that's a good point. But what do you what do you say to the person who may say, Well, if I didn't date, you know, all of those frogs, I wouldn't have found my prince <laughs> or I wouldn't have known, you know, how to value or see, you know, a good Man, like, what do you say to those people or, or a good woman? If I didn't date all those other women, I wouldn't have found a good woman for me. Like, what do you say to those people who said that they they had to date so they can appreciate that person when they, they came? Because there's also people who the first person they dated, you know, not everybody, but there are some people the first person they dated, you know, once they got married, something happened mm-hmm. and they just went went buck wild mm-hmm. and it was almost like maybe you should have dated people first <laughs> before you got into this marriage and now this other person is stressed out what it was so what 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 would you say to that part of the conversation well i i, I would have <laughs> to say i understand the world that we are living in now where uh dating is something that's uh the norm for everybody you know uh, a lot of people they start out little boys sometime third fourth fifth grade you know got a girlfriend and all that stuff and which they're too young to even be thinking about that kind of stuff but i say to them all of us have something at a point in our lives where we are feeling like we are empty so what happens is we have a lot of people who are searching for to fulfill that emptiness to fill that void mm, but yeah, that void yeah. that's missing is the connection and the relationship with our creator. It's not uh, in somebody else at first, but it's in finding who we are in him first. 
And then as we begin to do that, then it's quite easy or quite uh, a fact that a lot of going through all of these different relationships may not occur because he's able to direct you to the person that is for you or the person that you need, you need to be with because you can avoid all of these uh, relationships that are toxic and that have caused you to feel a certain way about women or about men. It's because you have been in relationships that have been terrible. So I think if, 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 if we work on teaching people to fill that void first and to be happy with who you are and then be in much prayer about who it is you're supposed to be spending the rest of your life with. And for everybody, for some people, it's going to be a different because some things I believe happen because he's trying to get you to see what's in you. You know, why, why am I attracting this type person? Okay. What is it about me that I attract the same person all the time? But if you have that thing figured out beforehand, then you could avoid those relationships. That's true. And then you you have those people who are serial daters. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like nothing nothing was even wrong in the relationship, but they just moved mm-hmm. on and, and and some people get really And we're not gonna call out yeah. any names, but yeah. It's, and some <laughs> people get really um terrified or I, for lack of a yeah, better word, that they find yeah. somebody yeah. that, oh, this could be the person, but I don't want. I don't. I'm, I don't want to do this. I'm. I'm not ready for this. I'm. It's like they run from the one that's right for them, yeah. and chase after the one that you know that doesn't mean them any good. Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I because at some point I started thinking that from seeing different relationships and things, it seemed just like you said. It's like okay there's this person who's I know is the best person for me and I can be the best person Mm -hmm. for them. But there's been so much pain and hurt with this person that I'm with now or a person that I've been with before that I would feel more comfortable with somebody who I know will hurt me because the blow wouldn't be as bad Mm -hmm. as if this good person turns out to be that person Mm -hmm. secretly. Like I started seeing patterns with relationships like that you know, seeing people go through those things. And, and that's what it, it was stuck out to me. That's what I kept feeling was like, it would be easier and less of a blow to be hurt by somebody that I know, you know, is going to hurt me than this nice person right. over here. <laughs> that would be, I mean, earth shattering dramatic. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I think it's just comfort. Like some people get into a, a level of comfort, even though it's not the best thing. It's, I know what to expect. Right, right. So if it comes, it's not going right, to hurt as bad. Right. Never mind all the, the drama and turmoil you're going through in between. Mm-hmm. But it's like, at least I know right, it's coming. Right, right, right. It's almost like a safety mechanism. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> right, right, right. This is, this is really good because there are three things that we could use. The three C's, I call them about marriage, getting back to marriage. First of all, being committed to the covenant because you're you're, you're making a covenant not just between uh, you and your wife or you and your husband, but the covenant is also with God. And if you keep that in mind and stay committed to the covenant, no matter what problems may arise, 
you still would be a, you you still would want to fight for that. You still would want to stay in the fight for that. Now, I'm not saying if you're in an abusive relationship, that that's totally different. And, and some people right. are very so abusive, you know, you, you don't need to stay if, if you're going to die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't yeah, wait until they, yeah, you know, yeah, you, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying two people who are committed to pleasing our creator, pleasing him in, in, in every way, if they're committed to that and they're committed, they get committed to his word, your marriage can work. There's no way it would fail, okay? It, it, it's not going to be easy every day, but if you make the point to say, you know what, when I go to bed at night, I want to know that I've done everything concerning my wife or my husband. Uh, it pleased God today. A lot of us say that about other people, but what about that person you lay next to every night? God, did I do everything today to please you concerning my wife and or my husband, and even if it's something you said, and maybe it was something minor, but it still bothered them. But ask him to even show you that what you know, so that you can apologize for that or or, or, or fix it or whatever. Sometimes I think we just think that okay, they're there, they must know I um appreciate them, or I must they must know I didn't mean that by that or anything by that or whatever. No, you need, if, if he brings it to your attention, that means you need to handle it, you know? Right. And yeah. then, that's, that's mm -hmm. true. And then the other thing is the uh, communication. Be able to communicate, to talk about things, to make sure that you both have an understanding about what's going on, about what happened, or how we're going to handle certain things. And then the other thing is being willing to compromise. It's okay to compromise. And I'm not saying to compromise your right and what is right for the wrong, but to compromise on some things because, you know, you might want to go to a football game tonight and something else is happening at your wife's job or something. Yeah, be willing to sit down and talk about, okay, which one of these is more, more important tonight? Okay, and then you discuss it and talk about it and then make a decision. And the decision right. that you make has to be equally agreed upon by both of you so that the, right. nobody holds any resentment in their heart for not being able to do what they could have done that night. Yeah, that's very mm -hmm. important. Yeah. The, <laughs> listen, the power of agreement is what the enemy cannot stand. If you can come to an agreement, I don't care if it's not what you want right now and maybe not what they want but whatever agreement you come to say okay we this is what we're going to do and we're going to see how this works and if this works out then mm -hmm. hey that was a good plan but if it doesn't work right, right. we're going to go to the next thing and we're going to do that and see how that works but the power of agreement is something that the enemy cannot stand and a lot of people families couples marriage single people can't come to an agreement on something we all don't think alike. We all don't have the same no. feelings, you know. So we got to be very mindful of being able to say that, you know what? The enemy's not going to have this this fight right here, this battle right here. He's not going to win. I, I'm going to sit down and we're going to do this. And this is the plan we've come up with. And that's what we're going to do. So those three things, the three C's I call them, being committed to the covenant, covenant, communication and compromise truthfully people need to apply those things to a, a lot, lot of things yes mm -hmm. yeah. yes 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 
Yes. So I read something one time said if you're if you're committed to something, it's important to you. But if it's just something that you know, hey, it's okay, whatever, it it won't be that important to you. You know? Right. You'll just you you just not put time in it like you're supposed to because hey, it you're not committed to it, so why did I why am I gonna waste my time? Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Well, uh, if anybody wants to reach out to you could you give them your information so they could contact you? And- yes. Um, they can reach me at uh, medicministry at gmail.com. That's M-E-D-I-C-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram, the Marriage Ed Coach, or the Marriage Educated Coach, Educator Coach, or you can um, follow me. On Facebook, I have a page, Married uh, Medic Ministry, and I'd like to also say that I have uh, some books. Yes, tell us, tell us about your books. I was just going to have you back to talk about okay, the books. Okay, we, we can do that. But no, throw, throw them out there. Throw them out there. Let the people know. Yes. Well, I'll have you back again, and, and we'll, uh, you know, be able to dive more into them. Um, but yeah, tell them about okay, your Okay, How Love Got Started. Love is What It Does. That was my very first book. And it was a book based on a love story between my, my mother and my father. How their marriage was, how they brought us up. Then I have another one, Forgive, The Gift That Keeps on You Living. Because lots of times people are holding unforgiveness and they're dying inside, killing themselves. Then I have another book, You Should Want This Hug. It talks about the benefits of a hug, how we need to hug every day, okay? And I also have a book called The 21 Days to a Better Marriage, which came about from videos that I did on Facebook. And you can find them on Amazon. Okay, all right. Well, thank you so much. Um, I put the information in the show notes so that my listeners can, um, you know, get the links or whatever to connect with you. Um, before we go, you have any last thing you want to say? Any last comments? Yes. I'd like to say thank you again for having me. And I'd like to also say that your marriage can work. Marriage does work. Okay. And love is what it does. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Terrence P. Elmore, and this is the place where poetry meets conversation. Hit that follow button and turn on your notifications so you won't miss an episode. Check out my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. Also connect with me on Instagram at thebrownsugarcafe. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, remember, keep pushing forward.